Hi, welcome to the Genesis Podcast. My name is Jesse, and today we'll be reading from Genesis 15. Sometime later, the Lord spoke to Abram in a vision and said to him, Do not be afraid, Abram, for I will protect you, and your reward will be great. But Abram replied, O sovereign Lord, what good are all your blessings when I don't even have a son? Since you've given me no children, Elezier of Damascus, a servant in my household, will inherit all my wealth. You have given me no descendants of my own, so one of my servants will be my heir. Then the Lord said to him, No, your servant will not be your heir, for you will have a son of your own who will be your heir. Then the Lord took Abram outside and said to him, Look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. And Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord counted it to him as righteousness because of his faith. Then the Lord told him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land as your possession. But Abram replied, O sovereign Lord, how can I be sure that I will actually possess it? The Lord told him, Bring me a three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old female goat, a three-year-old ram, and a turtle dove and a young pigeon. So Abram presented all these to him and killed them. Then he cut each animal down the middle and laid the halves side by side. He did not, however, cut the birds in half. Some vultures swooped down to eat the carcasses, but Abram chased them away. As the sun was going down, Abram fell into a deep sleep, and a terrifying darkness came down over him. Then the Lord said to Abram, You can be sure that your descendants will be strangers in a foreign land, where they will be oppressed as slaves for four hundred years. But I will punish the nation that enslaves them, and in the end they will come away with great wealth. As for you, you will die in peace and be buried at a ripe old age. After four generations, your your descendants will return here to this land, for the sins of the Amorites do not yet warrant their destruction. After the sun went down and the darkness fell, Abram saw a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch pass between the halves of the carcasses. So the Lord made a covenant with Abraham that day and said, I have given this land to your descendants, all the way from the border of Egypt to the great Euphrates River, the land now occupied by the Canaanites, Kazanites, Kadamonites, Hittites, Perizzites, Rephidites, Amorites, Canaanites, Gigashites, and Jebusites. Whew! This passage, mostly, is pretty weird. There's a cow, some goats, doves, and pigeons. Oh, and there's a pretty bold promise. Let's start with all the animals and smoking pots and flaming torches. What's happening here is an ancient covenant. People in this day and age used to use the term cut a covenant, similar to how we would say strike a deal. Covenant making began with cutting or dividing certain animals. Verse 9 then makes sense. God is telling Abram what animals to bring to the covenant ceremony, a cow, goat, ram, and two birds. Abraham brings them, or Abram, sorry, brings them to the Lord, kills them, and cuts them down the middle. What? This is pretty weird, but so, so important. Doing this would make what the ancient called, ancients called a blood path. You'd divide them up and make a path, one half of each animal on either side. Then the two parties involved would walk the path, symbolizing that if one of them didn't uphold their end of the covenant, they would face the same fate as the animals. So all this happens, and then Abram falls into what the author calls a deep sleep, using the same words in Hebrew that are used for when God puts Adam in a sleep to create Eve from his side. Something is about to happen. The author's telling us. So then God makes a promise to Abram, and Abram sees a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch pass between the halves of the animals. 
In the ancient Middle East, these two items were symbols of the divine. People understood that these objects were representative of a very powerful god, in this case, Abram's god, the father Yahweh. And these two objects pass between the halves of the carcasses. Abram never passes through them. Abram will never have to face the consequences of not following the objectives of the covenant. But God, Yahweh, will. God in this moment is swearing that if Abraham doesn't follow through, he will bear the burden. Here in Genesis 15, we see that God plans to become flesh, walk among us, and walk the ultimate blood path to the cross, bearing the weight of our broken covenant with the father of us all. God makes a promise, and he will do everything to follow through with it, even death. He wants goodness for us so much that his grace exceeds all objective logic and reason. He walks the blood path. He dies in our place. Do you think you need to do something to earn Jesus' love? You don't. Do you think you need to follow the right rules to be forgiven? You don't. This story tells us that even if we don't uphold what we think we need to uphold, God promised to walk it for us. We just need to trust God, be counted as righteous, and know that he is faithful to forgive and walk the path that we deserved to walk. Let's pray. Father, I pray that today you will have gotten our attention, that we can look to this scripture and see that you've always planned to save us, that you knew we would never be able to uphold our end of the deal. So you did it for us and you bore the burden and the shame and the pain of the ultimate blood path to the cross so that we could be reconciled to you so that our end would be upheld, but not by us, but by you, the one who made the deal in the first place. We love you, and I pray that we can see you more and more throughout this podcast. In your name, amen.